Welcome to Fast Facts. I'm Jody. I'm Shelly. We're a new media concept, a co-working space in the design district called The Slate. The most amazing people have walked through these doors. Authors. Entrepreneurs. Community leaders. Dallas natives. And guests from near and far. We're going to bring them in this room and we're going to sit them down and we're going to ask them the questions you are asking too. These will be quick so you can listen on your drive in or your drive home. We are completely off the cuff, but that is the best part about Fast Facts. And the only person you can really be off the cuff with might just be your sister. Truth. Let's see who's slating it. Okay, we're just going to hit it. Ready? Hit it. All right, let's hit it. Let's do this. Let's hit it. Okay, Amy Powers of the Powers Group, which, by the way, is, is our literally neighbor. down the street. So we yes. love the pop-in. Um, this is your first time here. We're so excited to have you in the slate. Your girls are so sweet. They are all girls, right? You have only all females power over there. women. All power That's women. Awesome. I love yeah. that. No, they've all been here. We've seen several of them for some planning we had for planning 2020. Planning some events of And your space is gorgeous. Oh, thank I mean, you. The rabbit wallpaper. I mean, how I know, can yeah, I We just that? bonded over it. Oh, you know what? That rabbit <laughs> wallpaper has such a backstory. <laughs> it is. It's not even funny. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about PR. So okay. that word has just changed so, so much, right? So what do you think of when you think, like when people come to you and say, hey, I want PR. What are they actually meaning these days? Hmm. Well, it is a big word. It means a lot of things. Um, it can mean, you know, changing public perception about... Mm-hmm you know, uh, um, a certain situation. I think most clients equate it with publicity. I want my story told. I, I see my competitor here and, and I'm not there. So how do I get there? Mm -hmm. And so I really think that's probably what they equate it with. Um, but you know, at my firm, it's, it's also social media, you know, mm-hmm. community management and, and, and um, you know, creating conversations there. And crisis management, which is another specialty. That's something that we're known for. I'm kind of fascinated yeah, by crisis, crisis management. I have never wanted to touch that with, like, even a 10. Because it's, like, basically, like, somebody else's emergency is officially now your problem. And your evening got blown up. And I love it. You do? I do. What is I'm, it that you love about that? How um, long have you done it, too? <laughs> my entire career. Um but I, the joke around the office, and and I don't mean this light, in a light way, but I do love a good crisis because I, I, I get... Well, we're in one. Congratulations. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the pandemic was for me. Yeah. Um, so but I just love the problem solving, and mm-hmm. I love the creativity it allows, and um, our core value at the company is do the right thing. And so there are... Aww. Occasionally, some people that I will not help, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're genuine, if they're not genuine intention isn't there exactly exactly but i love helping people you know move from a to b to c to just you know fix that situation did you start out always in communications um i started out in um in at my college in virginia it was a women it is it is a women's women's college mary baldwin yeah of course it's in stanton virginia Yeah. yeah yeah Um, so I, you know, took all of the requisite journalism classes. I love journalism, but I also mm-hmm. love business. And so um, I had a fabulous professor 
I wrote my first press release and oh hey you know, the off to the, the races on the business wire off to the races yes yes so that was fabulous um, so did you start in a just like kind of a journalistic way and mm-hmm. you're just okay because I feel like crisis communications and social media are not quite the same thing no those Maybe are definitely on polar opposites in fact the crisis most likely comes from social media <laughs> it, honestly a lot of times can start there yes mm-hmm. but it can start in other places you know it um can you help really fast? I mean, when it comes to crisis communications, can you help a brand new client or do you kind of need to know them? Like, is it hard to help someone in a total crisis if you don't really understand their business yes. out of the gate? Yes. And we have a very good client today um, for that very reason. She had never engaged a PR firm uh-huh. that came to us at the 11th hour. Um, and I obviously I can't spill the tea here sure. in terms of yeah, no, no, <laughs> you know we totally get that what yeah. it was about. But um, she's um, it was resolved and handled in the right way and um, handled quickly and efficiently. And now we're doing all of the the wonderful things, yeah. the fun stuff, the fun yeah. stuff. Yes, yeah. I think uh-huh. what people don't realize about crisis communications is. Um, Sometimes they come to you at the 11th hour, but mm-hmm. a lot of times you're anticipating the problem mm-hmm. and it's creating the video ahead of time that you can roll out, creating mm-hmm. the assets and the content ahead of time so that when and if the law changes or this becomes an issue, there's something ready to go, something to put out there so that Stock. people believe your side. Right. Do you Except, feel like that? Yeah. I, th- I think it's surprising how many companies don't have contingency plans mm-hmm. or haven't you know, thought about worst case scenarios. And those are difficult things to think about and plan for, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody wants to think about the, what if the plane goes down and my yeah, C-suite's on it. Are these certain um, industries primarily? I mean, there's more crisis prone industries than others. Um, certainly, you know, commercial real estate, I would say was, is more crisis prone restaurants, uh-huh. franchise brands, but I've seen it in practically every industry mm-hmm. I, just when I think I've seen it all I haven't so. <laughs> isn't that remarkable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you've been doing this for how many years uh, over, well the business is uh, recently marked its 21st I anniversary know, I saw that congratulations you can drink now yes yeah we do <laughs> I bet you guys do is that what it's like over there with a bunch of females have an open bar all day now do you have an open bar over there we, we do have a, occasionally we do have a thirsty Thursday a thirsty so, Thursday yeah, we should incorporate that saying. yeah, yeah just kidding we're not um, 21. <laughs> yeah, we're not 21. So with restaurants, you were saying with, with COVID, uh-huh. having to shut down. So here you are probably doing their social and they're announcing a new menu item or they have a new chef or they have a new something. Opening, Fine. second location. Yes. Right. Uh-huh. And then it went to now we're shut down and how do we, was that the most stressful two months trying to get back open? Yes. I mean, I, I have always believed in in having a diverse portfolio of clients because I went through the dot com, you know, yeah. situation early on. and learned my lesson there, and um, and then certainly the Great Recession that we had. So, right. I think we've been able to sustain and ride those uh, roller co- that roller coaster because of we've had a diverse portfolio of clients. I've never uh-huh. wanted to be just super niche in mm-hmm. one industry or niche. So, Shelley, always we niche niche You got to just niche. call it yeah yeah, yeah niche. So um, when the pandemic, you know, back in March hit, um, we saw a loss of certain types of um, restaurant clients, those that were mm-hmm. in more, more in the fine dining mm-hmm. space, but we've had some that have just thrived. Like one of our clients that has been with us, they've been a, proudly been a client for 20 years of my 21 in business, 21 years in business. Um, it's called golden chick. And so oh, yeah, totally. if you are, if you 
craved mm-hmm. a Fletcher's corny dog mm. when the fair was closed. They, you know, we did a collaboration with Fletcher's and it oh. was just amazing. Um, really did wonders for both businesses, actually. I so, love that. Yeah. See, there's some fascinating things that come mm-hmm. out where people like go miles ahead of where they would have been yeah. without it. It's fascinating. Well, and the one thing I say at the company a lot is that in every crisis, there's an opportunity. And so I think when you have that mindset, that's why the crisis for me is not mm. as scary. Mm. It's just let me find the opportunity. Let me make it mm. right. I like that. Okay, yeah. so when people ask Jody, you know, what what is her advice in starting a new business? She, she would say, go get a lawyer and make sure you've got that locked down. Yes. What is the advice that you would give to somebody, A, starting a business, mm-hmm. and then B, how do I start my PR? And when am I even ready for a PR firm? Mm. Because there are some PR firms. You're here because we like you. So don't worry. You're different. <laughs> but there are some PR firms where I've, I've seen it. And I've been on the inside. And I'm like, wow, you get, the, you get the Daily Digest every Friday. And they've tapped these people. And nothing's happening. And you're spending money. You know, they're, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So what is your advice for oh. getting PR or getting with a PR firm? When do you know it's right for you? Well, the first... The first question was advice for starting a business. Yeah. You know, any business, I think it's just nailing down your story and telling it to everybody. The more people that, the more people know about you, the more willing I think they are to help you, connect yes, you. Yes, and yes. I just think that's so important. Um, in the second question, um, let me think about a relationship with a PR firm and when it's right. It is the most, um, it's the closest relationship you will have with, when you think about the marketing umbrella, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a relationship with your SEO company or with your advertising agency, but the PR agency, it's such an intimate relationship because we have to know where all of the skeletons are buried. Mm -hmm. We have to know if there's any potential crises. We have to plan for best case and worst case. And I think the real, um, you have to really you know, enjoy working with that team. And, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of inherent trust in that in that team. Um, so I think that's extremely important. Um, I also think that, you know, holding your PR firm accountable, you know, I can't tell you how many times people landed on our doorstep, and they would say, well, we had a PR firm, but no publicity, or we, we had a, you know, we just didn't have a good experience. And mm-hmm. so I've worked very hard over the last decade especially to um, invite our clients to measure us to you know talk to them in terms of KPIs not talk to them in terms of buzz and hype and awareness what's KPI forgive me key performance indicator a goal you know something tangible so I want I want our clients to look back three months six months 12 months and say yeah they did this and this and this and then also I think the other thing you hear at my agency is surprise and delight so we do those those little extras of, mm-hmm. you know, the client didn't ask for this, but let's go get it. Yeah, totally. You know? Overperform. Mm-hmm. So do you find that you work really well with the owner of the business? Or does the business need to have grown up enough to have, like, a director of marketing in order to engage a PR firm? Is it that kind you know, of formal? or We have clients um, that are multi-million dollar companies, and then we also have clients that are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I'm very passionate about that because I'm a member of EO Dallas, which is entrepreneurs organization. So it's a global organization of about 18,000 entrepreneurs worldwide. Mm-hmm. And here in Dallas, we have a great chapter. So um, it's really, I, I don't necessarily um, 
turn down a client, if you will, because they're maybe, you know, they've only got three locations or maybe they're a solopreneur or a mompreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I really look for people that and for companies that really understand what we are trying to accomplish, that we're on the same path together. Because if the expectations are not aligned, regardless of whether you have three restaurants or 3,000, yeah. Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or not. And where do you think um, PR matters the most right now? Do you feel like you should put all your balls? Let's say that I, okay, hey, I cannot afford a PR PR firm yet. I have starting one location. So should I put all my eggs in the social media bucket after I have my story? Because I'm totally with you on nail mm-hmm. the story first. Mm-hmm. That's my mm-hmm. entire world. Yes. Um, after that, is it social? Is it, do you think getting on TV is the key these days? Is it getting in magazines? Is it getting only digital magazines? Like what's going to help somebody listening who is an entrepreneur who's like, gosh, I can't get to you yet. You're my goal. Mm -hmm. What can I be doing now? It, I hate to say that it varies, Mm -hmm. but it really does. You cannot be everywhere, especially with a limited budget. And so you really have to decide where is my audience. So if I, all you use fine dining as an example if my audience is over 50 you know they're probably still reading some print they're probably still watching certain times of certain you know news parts um you know there's just so many ways you can slice and dice the audiences right now and it's not like when we were growing up and I know it was easier know, right it was a it lot was so easier. much easier because now it's so fragmented very fragmented that you have to do eight million things yes. to cover PR yeah I mean the industry standard was seven touch points right right I it's probably double that now oh, you know geez. if somebody easily reevaluated re- it so I think you know if it's a beauty brand and you're going after you know somebody under 30 instant Maybe it's Instagram mm-hmm. and running some dark ads there and and mm. and creating. And what really, is a dark yeah. ad? Tell me about the Jody's. That's ad. something you have to ask my employees. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and that is why we have some twenty somethings <laughs> that are Snapchatting as we speak. Yes. yes, I do Snapchat with my my kids, but you do. Yes. You're so hip. So cool. yeah. Way to go. Cool. Uh, cool. They don't like it when I send all the filters. Oh. Anyway, um, but. You know, I, I really think you just have to take a step back and, and assess where you are. But you'll find most most businesses need to be on LinkedIn and creating content there. Um, yeah, yep. Instagram is not always the best place, depending upon the depending upon the brand. And then, you know, if I'm trying to reach a lot of people at, at once, I mean, I've seen television and I've seen the Dallas Morning News and I've seen so many different things do different things have a different right. effect for a company. Mm-hmm. I've seen publicity um, generate sales. I've seen it create a merger I've seen it um you know open doors that you just never thought possible so Mm -hmm. I think again it goes back to storytelling and finding a consistent place to tell the story Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what surprised you something where you're like oh I threw that out in the world and I did not expect the millennials to come running when I put the piece of paper in their hand the pamphlet I mean you Mm -hmm. know wow Mm -hmm. that's a because you know. I think Shelly and I mm-hmm. were surprised that we have we, people reach out to us all the time about all the various things we're up to. I mean, lots of random things. But when we were in Preston, when we were on the cover of the Park City's people and the Preston mm-hmm. Hall people, mm-hmm. and our friends got it, our neighbors because mm-hmm. it was brought to their front door. And they and... opened their mailbox, and we were on the cover mm-hmm. of that, which mm-hmm. we didn't even. I didn't even realize we would we, be. We did not know. Um, that's when the most people reached out. We have a wonderful social following. I'm proud of it, and we have we we're done talk GMT all the time, multiple times. We're talking. I mean, 
well, no, well, it's in our podcast. Yeah. But everyone responded to that. And I think that surprised both of us. And we kept it. <laughs> and it should be framed and hanging in the hallway. Well, that's uh, far steps away. But. but we were in Paper City. And I, you know, and yeah. we were, we've been in Mod Luck. I mean, lots of these. But it's interesting. The one that's mm-hmm. just, I mean, those are dropped off at your doorstep, too. But yeah. for some reason, because mm-hmm. it was the, co- I mean, it was the coverage. It was the cover. Yeah. I mean, even even me coming from a TV media background, even I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Or like some of these podcasts that are like doing so well. I'm like, huh, Okay. Even, even our audience are were constantly consuming. learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The maybe it was so seeing, seeing you in a place that they didn't expect. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's what drove the phone calls and, hey, I saw you here or saw you there. You know, for me personally, one of the most interesting moments was when we were really putting a lot more intention behind our own social media. Hmm. And I had hmm. an, um, this was back in 2015. We had all dressed up for Halloween. Yeah. And um, remember when Left Shark, what the the no. Katy Perry Left Shark? Oh yeah, 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 Super Bowl. So I had dressed up as Left Shark, <laughs> and I was sitting there at my desk working. And they said, "Can we come take a funny photo oh, of you for social?" Up. Now I'm gonna go dig for it. So, <laughs> so, so, but what was funny to me was that somebody saw that on social media and said, "I'd like to work there. Yeah. It looks like a yeah. fun place." Yeah. And so I thought, "Oh my gosh, really?" Mm-hmm. Because I'm. You know, wearing a because your boss is silly. Okay, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's that saying? Like the cobbler's kids the cobbler's have no kids shoes. have no shoes. Like, yes. does the PR firm like do press releases for itself? I mean, how well, do you do, how do you uh, give your own medicine to yourself? You know, well, we you know we treat the agency like a client, uh-huh. and this year the oh. theme was intentional. So we are have been very intentional um, about all of our marketing, and it. You know, I'm naturally an introvert, believe it or not, in a... I think most interestingly enough, mm-hmm. most people who do this are. It's fascinating. You're <laughs> a professional extrovert mm-hmm. because she loves stories and she wants to hear, mm-hmm. but she doesn't need to continue to sit and talk to you. She's exhausted. She wants to go charge alone. Are Amy? Not yet. <laughs> we're, 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 we're not down. exhausting her yet. <laughs> <laughs> we got five more minutes, Amy. We'll see I will if we get at, there. Yeah. I will be at 7 p.m. Yeah. But... Um, but I just love, um, you know, hearing other people's stories and, and sharing. Um, but I, I think you're right. It is. I think there's something about our industry, mm-hmm. the PR industry, where we like putting other people out there. So going back to being intentional, yeah. it was a concerted effort, you know, to, to, you know, put myself out there. And I discovered that when I started winning accolades for the agency or winning awards for best this best that it really meant a lot to the team Uh and it meant a lot for the company culture and that's something I'm so passionate about it's just having this really strong culture I mean from day one I was preaching culture before people before it was cool let's Uh say before it was a thing before it was a thing Mm -hmm. yes or was a filter on Snapchat? Yes, yes, or a hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what lesson would you go back and teach yourself earlier on if somebody's starting out, just in just regular old business, not even PR? Oh yeah, um, just delegate. Huh. You know, I mean, there there's always people there. There's there's always a lot of people that are willing to give advice, and you you know your business better than yourself. Uh, are better better than anybody is what sure. I mean. Yeah, yeah. And um, so somebody said, "Oh, you should do your own your own accounting. You don't you're t- you're so small. Why would you need to outsource your accounting?" Mm. Well, that's not my strength, yeah. right? Yeah. Writing, yeah. sharing stories is my strength. And so I think 
you know, that was a mistake. And I quickly realized, like, I do not need to be doing this. I'm Mm -hmm. wasting my time. So I think giving, you know, taking things off your plate that you're not just instinctively good at. So if if you don't need to be processing 401k and that needs to go to somebody else, let them do that. If if somebody else needs to be doing writing for you and you're not a creative person, let somebody else do that. Do you, how do you find good writers? Um, We do a lot of testing. We do. Yeah. I, you know, we do look um, to people that just have a passion for it in a, um, um, you know, we do give writing tests and, and really? okay, so grammar tests. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with this right now, mm-hmm. especially with COVID. Everything is a written communication. It's yes. all you have. Mm-hmm. There's some that's on the Zoom and all these webinars and such, but um, I just think it's hard to really tell someone's voice. I mean, an email voice is one thing, but a company has a voice. Right. Your agency has a voice. Right. The Slate has a voice. Right. And um, so you w- tell me about the test. Well, I mean, we, we will you know, ask them to write a crisis response or, you know, give them a scenario. And, and we look at how quickly they get back to us. And and we look at grammar. Um, I mean, yes, if your resume shows up at my door with typos in it, it's going in the, you know, the circular file. Do you have any like general areas where like some of the best writers come from a background in history? Or you'd be surprised all the kids from the blank clinic of blank college, Mm -hmm. they can write. I think don't give away secrets. I'm not trying to hire your potential. No, 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 no. I, I think you know they can come from a lot of different disciplines: psychology, mm-hmm. um, history, of course. I mean, there's a lot of writing expected in that uh, when you're majoring in that. Um, but we do expect them to write um, AP style mm-hmm. and write the way yeah a journalist yeah mm-hmm. the way a journalist would write. And the writing for television is very different mm-hmm. than it is. Mm-hmm you know, for print. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I've had a couple of employees over the years that have come out of um, uh, broadcast and their writing is, it's always interesting to me. It's just, it's abrupt. Yes. 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 (laughs) It's abrupt. It's to the point, Mm -hmm. simplified Mm -hmm. and short, Mm -hmm. or it may not have a subject and a verb. (laughs) That's totally true. Because the way you speak is just not the way. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But you know, uh, when I served on the FGI board, we were um, at an event. This was Fashion Group International. And we were at an event just interviewing students and helping, you know, provide career guidance. And one of my first, they, everybody wanted to come sit at the PR table because that's, hmm. it looks fun and sexy. Oh, it's and super exciting. Right. Yeah. Events and fashion. Oh, isn't it? I want a job in, in, you know, in that field. And my first question was, do you like to write? And God, I love some, you, Amy. And some of the the student said, Look no, I praised. hate it. Right. And I said, then you, this is not the career for you. Oh, my gosh. You're yeah. such a hot button for me right now. I literally, <laughs> Jody is such a good writer. No, no, no. I really think, I was literally thinking about this the other day. Unless you plan to be in medicine, only medicine, do you maybe just, can you ignore writing? I cannot, I cannot think of another profession where you can just ignore being able to, you have got to be able to write a sentence. But no one, it's interesting. And so my kids are, I mean, we have a, I have a fourth grader who's mm-hmm. dissecting sentences and mm-hmm. doing it with my mother because her grammar, she's like obsessed with it and she loves teaching it. But she's like, I don't have an 18 year old who yeah. could tell you what the you know object of the preposition was here. I mean, honestly, I think if we went out on the street and we pulled a sentence out and said, hey, diagram this, where's the adverb? 
Yeah, I, I literally think <laughs> well, nine here's out of the ten truth. would fail. You cannot become a good writer unless you can diagram a sentence because only then can you make it flow properly, can you make it punch properly, and can you keep the reader's attention throughout the sentence. Sorry, I'm just... Yeah, well, this is my thing right now. We have Sorry. so much content coming at us all, yes, all the true. time. We've become it's numb. too much. It needs to be good. If you, if I want someone to read or pay attention, it cannot be fluff. It has to have, it has to say something no one else is saying, mm-hmm. and it needs to say it quickly, succinctly, and well and memorable. So yeah, I'm with you. I want to go to your table. So Jody is going to actually come hire me. Give please. you her resume. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to come work. You can down just the walk right down the street. Yeah. You can just come on. Yeah. In. <laughs> Do you have though what Jody just said? Is there a, is there like a checklist or anything mm-hmm. or something you say all the time? Um, besides, I know this year is about intention being intentional. I love that. But Jody's like, you know, it's got to be memorable. It's got to be a first. Is there anything that you say often that could be good advice for somebody trying to do their own PR? Like yeah. I always say, does it stop me? Does it reward me? Does mm-hmm. it stay with me? Mm-hmm. Like, what are what are the? What am I trying to say? I'm really. Well, what's I, the I, essence I, of it? Like, yeah. what what are you? Yeah. I just I I say this a lot in the company. You know, we the human brain connects through story and that's mm-hmm. the way we've we've been doing it since the, you know we were writing on walls absolutely caves, right yes so and there's a lot of brain science and and you know you can get really nerdy on this stuff which i i am i admit. so am i maybe we should do that later we, we <laughs> introvert that nerdy brain stuff <laughs> yep. and wine we'll and that. wine oh, um yeah, yeah. On Thirsty Thursday. Keep going. On Thirsty Thursday. So um, we all connect through story. You don't go home and tell your your child or your spouse, hey, I saw this amazing PowerPoint with all these facts and statistics. You go (laughs) home and say, hey, guess who spilled their coffee on the floor? Or guess who told me this really funny joke? We talk through, through, we connect through narrative. And so I think just finding the emotion in the, in the, the story, um, you know, just, just somehow connecting in, in those those first few sentences, like helping people understand that that there's a real human there mm-hmm. with a real journey. And I just believe everybody has a story. They and do. I don't, I don't care how humble you are, yeah. how introverted you are. Everybody's got a story. Yeah. Do you remember the guy? This is like the only thing that like I'm obsessed with this series that they used to do at CBS that they canceled. It was the CBS Morning Show, which I do believe is the best pinnacle and only thing that is like i want to actually sit and watch these days me too with that sun like the little sun the sun i watch yeah. it religiously the sun Old but they sun. used to a guy used to go and he used to throw a dart at a map and he'd hit texas and then he'd throw another dart at the map and it would hit dallas and then he would throw another dart and it would hit 2403 farrington and he would go and knock on the door and every time the person would open the door he'd say i'm here from cbs and i want to tell your story and every single time they would say i don't have Every time. Huh, really? And then by the time it was over, he said, well, can I just come sit at your table? And sure enough, there's a six-minute glorious piece, and this woman is, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like yeah. n- like next-level storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people don't realize they have a story, and they don't start there. That's right. They want to start with the ROI. Right. And which ads are we going to run? Instead of like, <laughs> what are we? Who are we? Mm-hmm. So I love that you start with that. That's yeah. amazing. No, Amy, I love you. Let's go write together. I'll send you, you go some. write together. I'm going to send you some stuff to review. You want to know something really interesting, yeah. speaking of stories, right here in our own backyard, um, one of our EO members was the executive producer for Charles Corralt. Oh, You need to have her on your show. Oh, please. You love, all about the, yeah, tell us you love you CBS next? Sunday morning. I oh do. It's fabulous. I do too. It's yeah. fabulous. Yes. It is, it is 
when people say, what do you watch, you know, oh, what do you think about the media these days? I mean, Lord, if I get that question one more time, <laughs> you know, um, well, that's what I watch, folks. That's yeah. all it is. So, okay, neighbor, Thirsty Thursday, yep. thank you for coming down the My street. Pleasure. We're going to put you on our newsletter, and then everyone's going to be on their best behavior. Our <laughs> newsletter's going to be killer, because Amy's the reading The grammar's going to be perfection. <laughs> no typos. Thank okay. you for visiting. Thank you for having me. Slate it. it.